It's me. Next up, in Live Zone. Two gamers, one video game podcast. This is amazing. Nothing but video games with all the fun. Tune into the Consumption Network for weekly podcasts and updates. Come on, let's go. Step into the untamed wilderness where nature reigns supreme and the call of the wild echoes through the air. Brace yourself for an extraordinary expedition awaits within the exhilarating embrace of Fortnite's new Wilds season. As familiar landscapes of the island fade into the distance, a verdant paradise emerges, vibrant and untouched. A primal energy courses through the atmosphere, pulsating with the essence of ancient creatures and forgotten realms. The boundaries between civilization and the wild blur, inviting you to embark on a breathtaking journey through uncharted territories. So we talked a lot about this in 10 Ancient. Absolutely. With Fortnite, how they're going to the future and now they're going to the past. And I didn't think it was going to go this far into the past. So I guess my question is, looking at how Fortnite is going about this, what's next for Fortnite? It's a broad future, honestly. I think where we hit it, we hit it right nail in the head because we predicted that they were going to the future, right? And yep. what did we get? Cyber City. Yep. And we also got Ancient Japan in that too, which mm-hmm. is interesting. But now we're going back and now they're mixing ancient technology, quote unquote, with this whole Mayan looking atmosphere, dinosaurs, vines. So it's really hard to say, but I'm thinking they may go either slightly more into the future or slightly more into the past. Okay, I think I think they're gonna go back to the future, um, because I think that no pun intended. Y- yeah, well, well, <laughs> yeah, but no, honestly, I really do because, like, looking at this, right, we have the caves that you have to open a certain way to get loot. There's the rocks, the hidden things in Fortnite right now, and then there's also the dinosaur eggs and new guns that are actually older guns so we really did hit the nail on the head it's just what are they going to do next that's the hard part because we already saw the cybersecurity side of it so like what's next for the future so i think we also hit it where they're combining this new technology with old technology because one of the weapons from the trailer that caught my eye was a thermal dmr because look at what the ability is they can go invisible now i think you can coat yourself with mud and that I don't know if that makes you invisible, it kind of camouflages, but there's also yeah. technology where you can literally just completely cloak yourself and go invisible, and mm-hmm. a thermal DMR is the only way to spot them. And if you know us, we are DMR fans, so to have yep. a thermal DMR, that's very helpful on yep. our side. Absolutely. <laughs> you just snipe someone from 200 <laughs> meters away, like, gotcha. <laughs> no, but honestly, another question that I have further on, I think... I don't know what to expect for the future part of it. I mean, we're going invisible. We're doing that. Like, I don't know. We already saw the cyber part, right? Yeah. So that's the hard part. We already had the future. So maybe they don't necessarily go into the future. Maybe they go into what's happening now. That that kind of looks like can, what the, it's going to be. It looks I mean, like they keep on progressing backwards to the beginning of the um beginning of the world you know what i think that might be it they're trying to progress backwards to the beginning because the whole plot line at least from what we know of fortnite is you're breaking the fabric of reality yeah essentially because you have this chapter four where all these islands are coming together you go to the medieval then you go to the future then you go to the past again so maybe they're trying to connect it in a way to where we're actually going to the central point of where it all started and that would be crazy. so it's like a singularity moment yeah (laughs) that would be crazy because think about it i mean you have the whole what is it one through ten the very first seasons you've got the stranger i think it was called stranger traveler whatever trying to launch the cube rocket when it first appeared into space to cause like a black hole whatever then you have the cube popping up trying to move locations then you have some random entity that's trying to cause like a chromatic storm whatever so all of this is kind of going into one point i think so they're trying to me. It seems like they're trying to tease something of where they're ending up. I, because I, I mean, look at destiny. Yes right? and no. Yes and no. I mean, for me, it feels like all right. Well, you're putting back together the world piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand the history of it uh, and the future. What could go wrong in the future, and what already went wrong, so it doesn't happen again. Okay. 
I think that's where we're going into it. And then, boom, the last season is going to be the regular Fortnite map. Or it's regular Fortnite map with a twist, and we have to rebuild it because it's like taking all of that knowledge that we gained through the past and the future, and now we have to take it and rebuild everything. Or like, maybe it's everything all in one. That would be chaotic. I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, though, right? Because like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in Fortnite right now. Now, I have a few other questions. My f- next question is, if we go back into the past again, okay. right? So we're, we're going to go into the future, right? Right. And then we're going to go back into the past. What are we going to look to towards the past now? I mean... Because I if you think about it, dinosaurs is really the beginning of it. So does this go into a new... Does this go into a new chapter? Do they end it here? Think about... I mean, if you look at the human race, technically, we're probably one of the youngest out there, given the actual age of the universe. About to see some cavemen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly. But, hey, you know what? Maybe that'll be it. We'll go to slightly more in the future, into the past. I don't know. But I don't know, because they went into ancient Japan. So that threw me off completely. So I don't know where their head is at right now. I couldn't even give you an idea, honestly. I mean, I'm just there to fight, fight in the flora. <laughs> I'm trying to get some sick clips in there, which, honestly, let's talk about the flora a little bit. I love the new layout. or I don't know if it's a whole section, but I think I like it. It's, it's more jungle-based. Is, well, is it more the whole map, or is it? I think it's just the, the part that was, if I'm correct, I'm almost positive. It's just the part that was cybersecurity. Like it, it was, it's just cybersecurity, cyber futuristic. Okay, so like the cyber city. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it took over. Okay, all right. So they're kind of like changing one different portions of the map. Yeah. Because I know this was actually teased before, before it even came out. Uh, I don't know if you noticed where there were points in the map where if you did something, you dug, then you'd see the earth kind of like twisting and mm-hmm. like changing underneath. Yeah. So I think this was like their way. So maybe, I don't know if we're going to see it immediately, but maybe while the season is out, we'll get little quote unquote hints of where the next one is going to be. It could be like a storm popping up random places. It could be cubes coming out of nowhere. It could be old characters coming back, <laughs> which Liu Kang, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> but not even just that. I mean, if you look at it, right, if you've been paying attention, they took a piece of the map that was there mm. and they kept it. Yeah. So each, each chapter that we have, we have a piece of their map still in the game. How it, big is this map going to be? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say is like, all right, well, are we going into like a big world or are we going to like cut it down you know what i mean that that's that's the part that i'm not truly understanding but i mean i don't know i i i i I think i like the big map expansion part honestly because the map itself in fortnite is pretty big let's be honest yeah but if you compare it to something like call of duty if you compare it to battlefield (laughs) definitely battlefield level that'd be crazy but we already know that no build compared to build. Fortnite is known for its building aspect. No build is what we love, obviously. And some of the listeners out there might love as well. But Fortnite was more known because of the building aspect. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> so it, it got me out of the game really quickly. Yeah, you and me both, bro. It's there was a meme I actually saw, a little side tangent. There was a meme I saw where it was this character and he's just holding he's holding a gun. He shoots one bullet at a person, dude builds a, a house, car, driveway, and then shuts the door. He's like, huh? So then he turns around to another one. Next thing you know, he builds a condo and it's just like a whole separate thing. So then he's getting shot at now from the person in the condo. He's stumbling with the, the notebook. He drops his pencil. He's like, ah. <laughs> like that's me. That's 100 percent me. Yeah, I think that's both of us. Yeah, honestly. you'll see me switch weapons to the blueprint and back to the weapons so many times <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's just i can't build but i honestly think they're going to try and orient it either towards build or towards no build or they're going to try and orient it in some way to where it brings all the players together i think they're going to orient it to both ways because they have both game modes that are just as big as each other so i think they need to pertain to both of them 
I think it necessarily has to do with, okay, well, how far back and how much in the future do we really want to get into? Mm. Maybe, oh, they could go into Fortnite's old history. That's That would be good. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but before we go, I do have one more question. Okay. Out of all the chapters that we've gotten in this season, where do you rank this one based off of the others? I, oof. See, I haven't really played it much, but I'm going to do it based off of the trailer. So the first one, I know the trailer was amazing. It was the first tease to chapter four and everyone was going ballistic knowing there Mm -hmm. was a chapter four so i can give that one probably like a solid on a we're doing a five star scale sure or Or, or just rank them just rank them the way you would okay so i'll just do it on a five star scale i would rank it a three very average for the first one it's expected you know it's like when destiny comes out with a new season like witch queen lightfall hype's gonna be around it it's like there's something new so you know people are gonna flock to it now for the second season me being the tech guy and the cyber guy, I immediately fell in love. You, you send me cyber cars drifting around corners. You give me Akira vibes. You're grinding around the neon rails. And you give me the old school Japan with the actual swords, katanas. Yeah, that's immediate five stars. <laughs> that's no question. Now, for this one, I'm actually going to give it a four and a half because I'm a huge, everyone knows I'm a huge immersion person. So the whole nature side of it is very different. And for me, it's very different for Fortnite because it's not, it's not really a common trend to see like dinosaurs running around Fortnite or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're very, Epic Games is very focused on map building, but they're not focused more so on the community aspect rather than they are on the nature aspect. Because you can see that they do crazy development. When I say they, I mean Epic Games. Epic Games does crazy development for all the maps. They know the storyline. They know which way to go. But in my experience with Epic Games, they haven't been listening too much to the community. And we've already spoken about how drastic of an impact that can have on the gamers. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to put Japan and the cyber futuristic side. I'm not going to put that in one. I'm okay. going to put that in two different things because they, they really are. It was either you're on one side or on the other, Fair. right? So for me, I'm going to rank the first part of this one, uh, the, the season. I personally think that was the worst part of it. I, and that's, really? That's not saying that it's bad because it wasn't. All of these, all these chapters in this season are really good. Right, probably the best that we've seen since Iron Man and Spider Man were brought in. Yep. So and X Men, sorry. <laughs> so for me, I think it's more based off of this. The first one is ranked last for me. Cyber is ranked third. I personally didn't like it. Okay. I I like the concept. I just didn't like how how heated it was there, right? Because what they should have done is they should have made that the whole map. It should have been just its own uh, chapter. Yep. Instead, we got just one part of it, and everybody went there because of it, right? So I'm going to rank that third. I'm going to rank Japan second. It was amazing. It really was. Yeah. I, I personally think, I think this is the second best version of Fortnite that I saw ever. And the only reason why is because I ranked this one first. Gotcha. This is my cup of tea. We have the Mayan stuff with the, um, with the locks and the hidden booby traps and all of that. We have the dinosaurs. We have the old guns coming back. I mean, we have the jungle vibe. This is what I wanted to see from Fortnite for years now. Okay. And now it's finally coming to reality. So for that reason... That's how I'm ranking them, but we'll just leave it at that for now. Okay. No, that's a good ranking. I like that. I'm a little shamed at the cyber part, but you know, we have our differences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Like I said before. I'm, I'm more about the past, man. Yeah. History is history. <laughs> You're focused on the past. I'm more on the future. Either one, they're both cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this segment and we're going to bolt straight on over to the 8-bit endeavor. So stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your Wumpa Fruits and buckle up your Spin Attack shoes because we're about to embark on the wild ride with Crash Bandicoot. This orange, slightly deranged marsupial has taken the gaming world by storm. 
with more spins than a washing machine and more outrageous antics than a monkey on roller skates. So get ready for a crash course in crazy as we dive headfirst into the zany world of Crash Bandicoot, where the only thing more dangerous than the villains is the uncontrollable urge to yell, What have I got? Every five seconds. And you already know this is one of the craziest maniacs out there. But my question is pretty simple. Crash Bandicoot is very well known by everyone. <laughs> everyone knows. What's your favorite Crash Bandicoot game? Wow. Very simple. But there's so many. I know I activated some kind of sentimental value That's with it. hard because they're all great. They, they are. really are. They're all, it's such a great gaming, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I have to go with the PS2 version. That's, that, oh, that's, absolutely. Where, that's where I first started to love Crash Bandicoot. That's where I started to play it. Oh, I wasn't including the new ones. I was only talking about the old ones. Like, there's <sighs> so many on the old ones because you got Crash Bandicoot out of time. You got the original Crash Bandicoot. There's so many. Uh, My personal know. favorite, I love CTR, Crash Team Racing. I, I played this with, I think I mentioned this in 1-0 Ancient. I played this with my grandfather all the time. And there was one boss that we would always just roll over laughing at because of just how terrible he was. So we, I think we beat that game after so long. And the fun thing about that game is easy mode is hard. So they kept the difficulty throughout the years, thankfully, because I, I know I'm one of the people to say I love that they're keeping the original aspect of it. <laughs> I think there's just so much... So many memories with this game that I have, and one of it being how difficult it was, and the other part, just the craziness of Crash Bandicoot, the girl one, the actual insane Crash Bandicoot, which, how more insane can you get than Crash? Yeah, but, I, I, you know, it's really hard to pick one Crash Bandicoot game from PlayStation 2 era, but if I had to say one, I would have to say The Wrath of Cortex. That's the one. I remember that one. That's the one I remember the most. That's the one I remember playing with my dad, with my grandfather, us going at it every night on Crash Bandicoot, like trying to beat the game. That's the one that I would have to say, all right, that's the game for me. Yeah, that's a good one. And I think I haven't played the original. I haven't played many of the original Crash. Like, we were running around. The mm-hmm. only one I actually remember is, I unfortunately don't remember the name, but I do remember it was something about brainwashing. It was Ooh. something. It was something about brainwashing where you have to save, Crash has to save his other friends and actually be in Cortex. Titan's replacement case? Uh, it doesn't sound, I don't think that was it. Twin Sanity? Let me see the picture. It's, it's a green one. No, it was, you could see it was like a purple split, purple slash pink split. It was, um, it, I played on the DS. Oh, it was a DS game? Yeah. So it's, it's harder to find. I have to go dig through my DS archives to find it. But that game was so much fun. I had so much trouble on the final boss, which spoilers for anyone that still plays PS2 games and hasn't, you know, played it. It was basically Crash fighting himself. And the boss mimics your... Mind over mutant? Uh, I think... It was... I don't remember. But it was like you're facing some... It was like you're facing a genie, kind of. And that genie could replicate to be the exact same as you. So I searched a little bit, and I actually found it. It's Entranced. It's a game no one's really heard of. It's a DS game, funny enough. But, no, that was the game where you're facing the Entranced boss... And the boss can actually replicate itself to look exactly like Crash. And you have to figure out That's a way. That's awful. Yeah, you have to find... <laughs> I was stuck on that level for so long because I could not figure it out. It's either I died and I killed the boss or the boss got me and I died. So I couldn't figure it out. So I, it, was, it was such a difficult game, but it was, that's the one that I have one of the most memories with. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's so many different ones that you could go from with Crash Bandicoot, and they're all great games, even the new ones. And I I personally always am with the older generation rather than the newer generation, but the newer ones are good too. So it's hard to like say with Crash Bandicoot which one is my favorite. I just know that the versions that I like the best 
are the PlayStation 2 versions. Yep. And one of my favorite moments of Entranced is the one where you get the mask three times. He just puts on the mask and just sprints at full (laughs) speed, just wrecking everything in his path. (laughs) I remember when I was a kid and my grandparents and my parents would not let me touch the controller. Really? Because I was one of those kids that if I got mad, I was chucking it. So, (laughs) I mean, I guess. So it is what it is. But when my grandparents and parents weren't around, I always took the controller, and that was the one game that I could say I never threw my controller. I just wanted to keep playing was Crash Bandicoot. So for that reason, I mean, Crash Bandicoot is in a real top five, and it's in real good company with my favorite games of all time. Like, it's up there with KO. It's up there with God of War. It's up there with some pretty good company. Oh, wow. And those are more newer games compared to Crash Bandicoot. Well, because I mean, think about it. If you're talking God of War, if you're God of War started in PlayStation 2. But still, compared to Crash, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot did start in PlayStation 1. Yeah, so it's... So, I mean, I guess, but it's, it's not that far apart. Yeah, With KO, that's very far apart. Yeah, that's completely... <laughs> that's, that's exempt. <laughs> that started in PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So, yeah, I can see that. But with, with God of War, God of War was really... It was... I mean, every game was different, mm. but the series itself, it started right around the same time. That's fair. But I do want to like go into something a little bit different here because, as you know, I'm always the one that has further questions. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's like my thing. My teacher tells me it all the time, too. Very inquisitive. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, so my further question is five-star ratings, not on just the game that we picked, but also Crash Bandicoot as well. Ooh, okay. All right. So for the game that I picked, I'm just going to pick CTR rather than Entrance. I think I love it. I think it's a four star because it's definitely up there, like you said, for the games that are more modern. And even though it doesn't have that full immersion aspect, when you're playing this game as a kid, you're fully invested in it. Like you want (laughs) to beat that polar bear that keeps whipping right by you. Or you want to beat that big headed brainwashing guy that keeps zooming past you on the a UFO dropping bombs behind you. That you know what? On the tangent, I hated that part. The <laughs> fact that they dropped those nitro bombs, I would I would be right bumper Dude, to bumper. As soon with as them. a boss came up, I was mad. Dude, I was so mad. Bumper to bumper with them. <laughs> they drop a nitro bomb. I'm all the way back there. <laughs> they lap me. I'm like, bro, I quit. <laughs> uh, well, like, what do you want me to do? That would, that, that would make me throw my controller. <laughs> See, with me, Crash Bandicoot was the hardest, one of the hardest games I played as a kid, but I never wanted to throw my controller with it. I always wanted to beat it. So, I mean, I guess that's where the difference is with me. I mean, all the other games, it's like, why didn't this throw work in football? Or why didn't this basketball go in the hoop? You know what I mean? But with Crash Bandicoot, I mean, I don't know. But the one I did rage over the most in PlayStation 2 days was GTA. I raged yep. over GTA. And I'm surprised my parents let me play that as a kid. Oh, I didn't get to play it until I was 18. <laughs> I, I got to play that when I was six. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play probably the best one, too, and that was Vice City. So, I mean, wow. I, I, I was in the raps with it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, but if we're going based off of um, games, um, I have to say that the Wrath of Cortex one, I have to give it a five star. Really? It's really up okay. there for me, man. I love Crash Bandicoot so much, and that was the one that I resonated with. That was the first one where it was like, all right, this is my game. Yep. This was my first game that I fell in love with. So for that reason, I have to give it a five-star. Crash on the other side. Um, I, I'm going to have to go ahead and give it a five-star as well. That I expect Crash, I give a five Crash Bandicoot because, like, let, let's be honest here, all right? We have KO, number one. That will always be number one for me, right? Number two, number two, I have God of War, right? Yep. Any God of War can be there. It doesn't matter which one. It's a five-star, right? Then three, that's where Crash Bandicoot comes in. Then four, we have Vice City. And then five, we have Rocket League. 
And then six, don't tell Mr. Next Step this, but we have destiny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Yeah, I like this. (laughs) But Crash Man, I have to put it up there with the likes of KO and God of War. And I give both of those a five star, so this one has to be a five star as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and and not insane, the CTR, that game, five star. I already have such a connection with that game, so that's why. But Crash Bandicoot in general, I same thing, five star, because everyone knows Crash. Everyone knows this little orange maniac and the fact that he's had such an influential impact on upcoming generations, really, for yep. both of us. When we yep. were up becoming kids, like not even just us, our dads and moms, too. Yeah, that's the thing. That's where this all started is with their generation. Mm-hmm. And then it went to us. And now it's going to, like, my brother's generation. So Hopefully. It, well, no, it really is because if you look at PlayStation 4, they're not stopping with the Crash Bandicoot games. You know what yeah. I mean? PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, they're, they're going to keep it rolling. So for that reason, I mean, Crash Bandicoot always has to be up there for me. Yeah. It's, it's one of those games. It's one of those characters that... How can you not love that? You can't. You can't love a maniac that's just running around <laughs> eating fruits. One of my favorite parts of the game, and I'll end on this, one of my favorite parts is in the newer games, if you miss a ton of boxes and it'll say, oh, you did a flawless, but you missed, and it'll just keep dropping the boxes on his head. You'll hear boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and if you do it enough, he'll hold his head and crouch down. And then if you do it enough, he'll just lay flat and the boxes are just piling on top of it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I just, I love everything about Crash. Anything yeah. and everything. You know what I mean? If it brings a challenge, I'm there for it. That's that's the way that me and Crash are. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Agree. So, but with that being said, that's all that we really have for the 8-Bit Endeavors. Let us know what your memories are with Crash Bandicoot and which one is your favorite game. But until then, stay tuned for more. Pizza time. In the sprawling metropolis of New York City, a hero swings through the streets, defying gravity and capturing the hearts of millions. He is none other than Spider-Man, the iconic web-slinging wall crawler who has enthralled fans for generations. And now, brace yourself for an electrifying adventure like never before as the highly anticipated video game Spider-Man 2 comes to life. Building upon the immense success of its predecessor games, Spider-Man 2 takes everything that made the first game a sensation and cranks it up to an astonishing new level. Step into the red and blue suit of Peter Parker and the black and red suit of Miles Morales as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man once again take over New York City, capturing villains and saving civilians one sling at a time. All right, so I guess being a big Spider-Man fan... um, We'll just start the question off like this. Based off of what we saw in the comics as kids and what we're seeing in the movies now and transitioning into the video games, do you like the difference or do you want it to be more like the comic? So, funny enough, I haven't read many of the comics. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Or seen any of the movies. Oh, man. But Well, I saw the movies, but I saw them late. But... I think compared to the video games, it's a different switch. It's completely different from the comics that I'm used to reading and the movies that I'm used to seeing, at least from the traditional web-slinging Spider-Man and the classic villains where they're getting all technological. When you have Miles Morales, while I love the idea, he's not really part of it. He's not Spider-Man. He's not. Because, spoiler alert for those on the first movie, if you notice where Miles Morales and Peter Parker, they were... They interacted and they had that whole spider sense thing going yep. on. Miles Morales' colors changed from the Prowler's colors to Spider-Man's colors. So his fate changed, meaning he was not supposed to be Spider-Man. And that's the whole basis for the first movie. Okay. So I, I love the idea of having a super-powered Spider-Man. I mean, look at Venom. You, you don't want to consider him Spider-Man, but he's a variant. <laughs> yeah, he's not. So He's he, more of a variant. I guess here's the difference, right? This is what I mean by comic and by movie, right? Movies, they're all owned by Sony, so they're just putting them together. That's what's happening. Venom and Spider-Man are being put together in a lot of movies. And now video games, right? In the comics, it was Spider-Man versus Venom. It was never them being together on the same team. But now that we have this anti-hero vibe and how venom's actually a good guy now now they're like putting 
I don't I don't like it. I don't it's not the original Spider Man story. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. The original Spider Man story was Spider Man kicks the shit out of Venom. That's what happens. <laughs> and then after that he goes on and he joins the Avengers and then he gets liked by Tony Stark and Captain America, which is why in the movies right now, they have Peter Parker being that son-like person to Tony Stark, even though Tony Stark is gone, yeah. right? So that's where that whole thing came along, right? He First, he got rid of his demons, and he beat Venom, and then he went to the Avengers. He was never really supposed to be part of the Civil War thing. He wasn't supposed to be like a son-like person to Tony Stark. This stuff wasn't supposed to happen, and it didn't start happening until, unfortunately, Stanley died, right? And then they went with a different route. So now that they're going with a different route, they're adding Venom into the multiverse, and they're making the multiverse look like X-Men when that should have never happened. Which is also what they're doing with the movies. Exactly. Movies. And, and not even just the movies, what they're also doing now in the video games, where the, S- Spider- the Spider-Man multiverse is... Like a time traveling thing where like in different areas, they have different Spider-Mans. Like they even have a pig Spider-Man now. That's the, uh, it, that ruins the whole idea for me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to make it too much like its own group because of what's happened to, say, Black Panther and how Captain America and Iron Man are now gone. And all these things are happening. Like, for instance, Thor. Thor lost his whole family. His whole place that he lived is gone, and now he's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That didn't happen in the comics. That's what Mm. I'm trying to say, right? So, like, they're making up all these things, and they're trying to change the stories that are already golden because us as kids already saw those stories. So now they're like, all right, well, the end of the world basically happened, so everything's going to change. Here you go. And another thing, Hulk isn't the Hulk anymore. Hulk is not that guy that gets angry and turns into this big green monster and starts beating the shit out of people anymore. He's not that. He's now that person. Very passive, very scientific oriented and very calm. That's not Hulk. You know what I mean? This, This is the stuff that I'm trying to tell people that after that last movie, that last movie was the greatest movie of Marvel industry, period. But it changed the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. Which sucks because that's, that's not how these stories should be going. Because now they're making up new comics about how this is going to go and that's going to go. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. And even with Spider-Man, they're changing the whole timeline of how it's essentially supposed yep. to go. Because let's just say that Miles was not there. Yeah. And we just have Spider-Man. We just have the classic rivalry between Spider-Man, Venom, Spider-Man, Green Goblin, whatever. Yeah. So I feel like you can only go so long for that because there's going to be a point where, let's just say, you've been fighting Venom for the past five games and it's always been Venom as a final boss or you take him out and then, you know, but they got to spice it up somehow. It. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen the real comic version because if you look at it, Peter Parker is a teenager. So based off of the first movies that we got, they were already like changing stuff. Yep. Because the first Spider-Man movies, the dude was a grown-up. That's true. He was like 20. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this, like Spider-Man is supposed to be like 13 going up to like 20. Mm. And then he goes and is part of the Avengers. That's how it's supposed to go. And the story that we have right now with Peter Parker in the real Spider-Man, they now changed it where all three Spider-Mans are in the same place, which I did like. Yeah. I did like that. That was good. But you have to do the main story first, right? You put all your eggs in one basket. Because if you think about it, right, they're saying that right now, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, he got all these powers quote-unquote powers throughout scientific knowledge based off of what he gained off of Tony Stark. That's not how it happened. He was smart, very, very smart. He got bit by a spider, and that's how he got his spider powers. It wasn't because of the knowledge that he gained from Tony Stark because he didn't even know Tony Stark at the time when he did get his powers. Yeah. 
that's what I'm trying to bring up. Like, if you're going to go, if you're going to change the story, at least give us the story to begin with. And even on that note where you mentioned the whole technology aspect, he has web shooters now. He's not shooting it out of his actual that's skin. What I'm because if you that's look at I'm the saying. beginning movies, which I have seen the beginning ones, you can see he's shooting it directly out of his skin. Literally. And they even in the, what is it, the, where they're all combined into one movie, mm-hmm. you can see that he's just flexing the fact that he can shoot it out of his wrist. And they even point that out and they're like, how did you do that? Like, like was, how did I that happen? Just, I was just bit. <laughs> and that's what I mean. That is the real Spider-Man. Now they're trying to make it like, all right, well, Tom Holland and... Toby McGuire? Nope, not Toby. Toby was the real one. Uh, Andrew. Andrew Garfield. Thank you. Andrew Garfield. They're trying to make it like Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are part of that multiverse. Oh. See how they're changing everything that we know? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Stan Lee had Spider-Man. Spider-Man was the first superhero that was ever made by Stan Lee. And he put these stories in order so we didn't have to have something like this happening now. And it would just get too chaotic. I see. Exactly. They're trying to make Spider-Man and the multiverse like X-Men. And it shouldn't be because Spider-Man should be part of the Avengers. And Spider-Man should have the story that he had in the comics. So let's take it to the game then, Spider-Man 2. What are your thoughts based on what you've seen on this game? Based off of what I've seen, it's going to be a good game. It's, it, you know, I mean, Spider-Man games are really good. But if you're going based off of the true story in the comics, don't play it because you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen with all these movies coming out and with the multiverse movies. And they look cool. Yeah, it brings a whole new dynamic. But it's not the original story that we still haven't gotten to this day. Yeah. So before we go into that multiverse, before you create new stuff, we want to see what Spider-Man actually is. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten that. So based off of the video game, this video game is going to be based off of the multiverse. I already know. It's going to be based off of Miles. It's going to be based off of Venom. And the only reason why is because they're both part of Sony. Sony is trying to create their own version of Marvel to go against Marvel. And it's not working because you can't just take the the Spider-Man story that was the first actual superhero in Marvel and just ruin it like that. And you need the fans to support it. And if you're going off the main course, it's not, it's going to flop. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people that are original fans that like the comics go out and watch these movies and say that it's better than the original comics. Which, okay. But first, before I want to see that, before I see the future, I want to see the present. Right? Fair enough. And that's the problem that we ran into with Chadwick Boseman. Him unfortunately dying due to cancer and that's why we're changing everything is because we're changing black panther we might as well change spider-man we'll change hulk we'll change thor we'll change everybody and now spider-man is in the same spot that nova should be in right now that we still haven't gotten a movie based off of because nova was the one that was taken from tony stark and used as like a sun base and they're using that as spider-man wow that's load. That's loaded. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, you know, I'm one of those people that have watched every movie in order and read all the comics. Uh, and I, I'm a, I'm a so Marvel. You know, guy. you definitely know. I'm a Marvel guy. And okay. we were supposed to a few years ago. There was a new season of Marvel after the End Game, right? Right. And it showed the people that we were finally going to get, like the Eternals. Nova was one. Um, Black Panther was going to be basically the the guy, the the Iron Man. He was going to be the person. And then we had Spider-Man kind of being like the Captain America, right? So when we have this, we were supposed to get Nova. It was already supposed mm-hmm. to happen. But they ran into a problem because they changed the Spider-Man story. And they were like, all right, well, Nova can't be like a kid to Iron Man because Spider-Man already is. So we're just going to kick Nova to the side. When everybody wanted a Nova movie since Iron Man came out. So that's that that's the that's the disappointing thing is they're going based off of the new generation rather than going based off of the stories that was already made. It's a butterfly effect. Exactly. I think if we're talking about the context of the previous uh comics, movies, all of that I think you said it best. They're not going to tie it in well with this. It's more of a game that's going to be its own separate entity, and it's going to be 
like something completely different. But it's still going to be enjoyable in a sense because you you know you have Miles Morales. Like I said, mm-hmm. I love the idea of having a super what is it, a super Spider Man because mm-hmm. when you think Spider Man, the only superpower is he can climb on walls and shoot webs out. Yep. And he has super senses, yep. and that's just about it. Whereas you take a Spider Man with all of that. Well, I don't know if he has a web. He doesn't have a web. He doesn't shooter. have. He has. He has like a scientific. Seriously, a, a scientific web shooter. web shooter in his suit. Okay, so it's not the real thing. So. Yeah. His superpower, I guess, would be whatever superpower he can control, climb on walls, and super senses. But that's all throughout his suit. The Except super for the super sense. That's the only thing that he has that the original Spider-Man had. Okay. Which sucks, right? So, so but, I, yeah, I want to just reiterate that I think this, this game is going to be more about the atmosphere of, like, you're swinging around with Spider-Man, kicking... Kicking villains and that's it. Yeah, well, that's that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is this already happened when we were kids in the cartoons, right? Yeah. We were getting the Avenger cartoons and everything like that, and then after that, it stopped, right? That the Avengers went their own separate ways, and then after that, we had the Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Yep. That's what Marvel should be going after right now is because we still haven't gotten a fantastic four movie or a good tv show well, since we, we were say kids a good one. <laughs> yeah or, or a good tv show since we were kids and then after that they're ruining spider-man so well i, I don't want to say ruining spider-man but going too far in advancements on yep. spider-man so with that being said i think that the game it's it's going to be hard to challenge the first game for me because yeah. the first game was based off of the true spider-man story and then at the end, it went to Miles Morales. Mm. And I'm that type of person where I like Miles Morales. I like that idea. But let's see the fir- the real story before we get unraveled into everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, because of that, I think I think that they're just trying to turn Spider-Verse or Spider-Man Multiverse, whatever you want to call it, into the next X-Men, which uh, is very disappointing. Yeah. So for that reason, I think I'm going to give it... Uh, I, I gave I gave the Spider-Man game a four star, so I'm gonna have to give this like a two and a half star. That's fair. I'd probably give it around a three, three and a half, a little higher, just because I like the aspect of you know vibing out with a Superman, Spider-Man. Well, yeah. he already is a Superman, superhero. Yeah. But I think I just like the difference in the Spider-Man, but basing it off of the original comics is what's going to make this game key. Now the so. looks, the looks of the Spider-Verse is amazing. Oh, the, yeah. the the graphics and everything like that, the anime style that they use, it's awesome. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but I want to see the real Spider-Man story before I see this. Well, that was a pretty heated debate on Marvel and talking about this new game, but coming up next and staying with the future idea, we're going to shift over to our final game, so stay tuned. In the world of Destiny 2, players embark on epic adventures in a vast and immersive universe filled with danger, mystery, and thrilling combat encounters. Central to the Destiny experience are two distinctive gameplay modes, PvP, player versus player, and PvE, player versus environment. Modes offer contrasting experiences, catering to different preferences and playstyles of Guardians. PvP emphasizes competition, fast-paced action, and the thrill of outplaying human opponents while PvE emphasizes cooperation, exploration, and overcoming challenging encounters within the game's rich narrative. Whether Guardians seek to prove their worth against other players or band together to conquer the forces of the darkness, Destiny provides a dynamic and engaging experiences for players of all preferences. So, I'm usually not the one to ask Destiny questions. Yeah, but, right? But there's a change for everything, I guess. So, um, Mr. Rage... I guess the question is, are you a PvP player? PvE. I don't even need to let you finish that. (laughs) (laughs) I am a PvE player, mainly because of the fact that PvP makes me so upset to the point I literally cannot function in the game. So I just want to reiterate that the one thing I I got told that I can't send you guys a text message is, unfortunately. Absolutely not. But... I will say, this man said that he hated Destiny. (laughs) It's a love-hate relationship, all right? There's moments where I love, all right, I love this game. I'm ready. And I'm ready to, like, smash a controller in half because I keep dying in Crucible. Like, it's it's to that point for me. And honestly, 
I'm a PvE player mainly because I like the narrative for it. And think about the raids, honestly. You have six players, which that's already as infuriating, trying to get six players to cooperate with each other. In Crucible, you have it easy. You only have three players you got to worry about. Raid, you have to worry about six players with 20 different mechanics. And if someone's not doing their job, everyone fails. So it's, it's a lot easier in Crucible because you can just sit there and talk. Like, all right, what's the game plan? What are we doing? And then if someone lacks, then, you know, that's just that person that's, that's bad. Which is why I don't like Crucible, because every time I'm popping out of matches, it's like, bro, I'm so bad. Come on. <laughs> so, Which you're really not. You were at the top of the leaderboard sometimes. It just depended on the round, right? It's one of those things where it's a team game. Yeah. That's, that's the gist of it. And unfortunately, Mr. Next Step doesn't like being in team games. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I literally, it's funny enough you say that, because after that, I'm like, all right, no, I cannot end on this. I need to win. So I went to Rumble, which is the free-for-all mode. Mm-hmm. I got third, third, second. I'm like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> I can't. I quit. And especially because for all my Destiny fans out there, you know what the Matador 64 is. It's yeah, a shotgun. I, I know what that is. Okay, so it's a shotgun. And there's someone literally sprinting around corners. I call them glassbone hunters because they jump and you smack them once and they're dead. But glassbone hunter jumps around a corner, shoots me. I die immediately. I don't even <laughs> see him. I'm literally <laughs> fighting someone else. I see it. My camera has to turn around and shift to see him flying in the air, flying above me. I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> and not even that. I'm, fl- I'm literally around the corner. I see him just spawn. I shoot him. All it takes is a sniper rifle. He was minuscule <laughs> amount of health, and I'm dead. I was full health and with an overshield, and he killed me. I was, dude, <laughs> I was heated, dude. Yeah. Anytime I will make Crucible an actual personal rivalry, and I know that's a downfall for everyone that plays PvP games. Like Call of Duty, it's different for me because in that game, funny enough, it's different because it's like, okay, you know, I know people are really good at Call of Duty. But Destiny, I've been playing that game ever since it came out. So I should be good at the game. <laughs> That's what makes me mad. No, so, all right. So this is the thing that I'm going to say, all right, from Mr. Next Step, before I get into what I am, right? So it just shows that you're very single-player oriented. In That's Fortnite... Fair you go alone into battles against four people. Yeah, that's <laughs> for, what I do. <laughs> for, for Crucible, you do the same thing. For Rocket, you hate Rocket because it's a team-oriented <laughs> game. All right? And then after that, you had KO, and you were like, I want to master it, but I am really bad at it. And the reason why is because, once again, it's a team game. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not very... Unless it's a raid and I can actually perform with other teams, I need to be able to be like, all right, let me do my thing. It's like, okay, from anime fans, you know Bakugo, the guy who's extremely reckless. He's like, let me do my own thing. But in over time, he's going to change and say, you let me do my thing. I'm going to help you with your thing. But don't get in my way. I won't get in your way, but I'm going to help. That's kind of the mentality I have with it. I'm going to go do my own thing and I'm going to try and do it. But if you're there and you need help, I'm going to be there to help the same way. So, <laughs> I guess. I guess that's how you are. But I'm going to go back into the PvP versus PvE. Okay. I'm PvP. And this makes a hell of a lot of sense if you followed me throughout any game that I have ever played. Team game is my, my thing. I'm, I'm the captain. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm the captain, and I'm going to lead us to the right way. Right? That's my thing. So, we start off with Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I liked... Uh, multiplayer better than I like zombies. Mm. It's just how I was, right? Then we go over to Rocket League, team game. We go over to Fortnite, team game. If you need bullets, if you need, you know, shields, I'm there giving them to you. You know what I mean? KO, I'm always passing the ball. And then after that, I worry about fucking up everybody else, right? <laughs> so that's that's the thing that I'm getting at is I'm very team-oriented in video games, the same way I am in sports, the same way I am in podcasting, right? It's just a mentality thing. Yeah. So for that reason, I guess I'm more pertained towards the PvP, which if you – all right. If you know from 1.0 Ancient, Destiny was not my game, and I was at a 1645, 1638 yeah. when we first started, whatever it was. Right, sixteen hundred, whatever. Low, yeah, it's like yeah, the- low. So, I've gotten up since I've been playing PvP. I started at, I think it was like seventeen oh nine. 
and within a week, I'm a 1745. Yeah. That shows you a lot. So for yep. me, I'm more pertained towards the PvP. See, for me, I try PvP, and I'll sit there and grind it. And I'll be, I can have my good moments. But after that, it's like a roller coaster. I'll have on the, dis, or the climb, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing really good on trials level. I have on the trials, <laughs> go straight well, down. Well, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's all about those levels, right? See, the difference you know I mean? is it's not a level. It goes up, and it just keeps going down. No, no. But that's why I like PvE, because for me, you said you level up in a week. It takes me a couple days, and I'll hit hard. Hard cap. Like, that's all it takes for me in PvE. And hard cap, for those who don't know, there's three different levels. Long story short, 1600, or no, 16, 1750, sorry, is the soft cap. That's mm -hmm. every gear is going to get you that point. 1800, hard cap, you have to, you have to do some stuff to get to that point. Then 1810 is pinnacle. You have to do like raids, nightfalls, all the high level stuff. Mm. So it took me, I think I started at 1600. Within a couple of days, I was already 1780. Playing PVE and just grinding and that's, it. That's kind of how I was. That's kind of how I was with PVP. I say a week because it's almost been a week. Well, maybe not a maybe not a couple of days. But I'd say a week. Then, though. then again, throughout the whole week, I think I've been on three times. So it took me three days. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's the kind of thing that I'm pushing. Is you know we got our we got our buddy. Tristan, yep. we, we got him he's involved. Good too. We got him involved, and he was the one that got me into PVP. He was like, all right. I know you don't like Destiny like that, but let me let me put you into some PvP before you say that. And when he put me into PvP, I was like, dude, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> and see, he's good, this, too. That's this the is thing. what I needed. This is what I needed right here. Yeah, he's very good. Like, I definitely will play with y'all if we're playing, but I cannot play with randoms. I'm either playing Rumble. If I'm playing Iron Banner, they're going to get in my way, so I'm... If the team's going left, I'm going right. I don't care. <laughs> I will take on the full force of six people with their supers if I have to fight it alone. I don't care. I'm that Titan that's going to make my last stand. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm a Titan too, but hey, let me tell you, team game is where it's at. You can punch mm. them later as long as we're all good. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, if you need help, I'll be there. Don't worry. My, my Jade Rabbit, I call it Baby Jade. My Baby Jade is going to be there every way. Covers all that distance. Oh, man. All right. But, I think that's been enough for PvP and PvE. That's yep. another question that we will have for you probably more towards TikTok um, or social media base. But let us know if you're PvP or PvE. And let us know if you want to go against us because I dare you. But anyways, <laughs> with that being said, this, that's been all for the 1-0 podcast this week. Stay tuned for more.